Okay, I'm cutting myself a little slack. Hello, universe. Preamble, um, not my style. But I did forget what I wanted to talk about in terms of this process. And also, I said once a season I would give out my contact information. And this being the 12th episode, I think. Is it 12? Well, seems about the right place to put it. And I do answer the Gmail address of Heidegger's Goldfish. So just throw that at gmail.com and you can reach me if you, for I can't understand why, have something you think you need to write out to me. Um, you shouldn't. You should be able to take whatever energy that is and think about somebody more important in your life that you should communicate with instead. Um and that's just because I think that's a better use of your time. However, um, if for some reason that's not the decision you can come to cleanly, then there you go. That's all I'm giving out this time. I've given out the rest of my information somewhere back in the past two other times. So if you want to go look for it, you can find it. But this is the deal. Once a uh, set of 53, I'm going to give out my uh, email address directly. That's it. I'll never say it again. So... Ah, it's good to get that off uh, the list here. Okay, that's actually pretty funny. The other thing I want to talk about is you really um, are not spending your time wisely if for some reason this is something you're doing as anything other than background noise. As background noise, I would give this effort roughly a two and a half on a scale of one to 53. And the reason it's not a one is because, I mean, there is some effort. Um, I'm not saying it's more than a blip on the cosmic scene of, uh, of inevitability, but it is a blip. And <clears throat> so it's not a one. Now, it's not a two because... That's boring, and it's not 3.14 because that's way too cool. So, two and a half, two point seven five, two point eight one three. I don't know. It could have been a variety of two points, but two point five is fair because I feel like in the overall uh, schema of the universe of grades, that's kind of a C plus, and I think I'm doing somewhat C plus work so far. And honestly, I can feel myself tightening up as a joke writer just in the week I've applied myself. Well, more like three weeks. But um, having constructively attacked it for about ten days, I'm getting better. And not so much at... <clears throat> hmm. I think I'm getting better at conceiving the world in the ratio of what's truly making the moment funny rather than just enjoying the experience. Man, am I breaking common down to the point I'm going to fucking hate it? <gasps> oh, that would be so the way this should come to completion, right? Of course. But, oh God, I'm not that tragic of a hero. What am I, Shakespeare? Fuck no. Okay, um, <clears throat> so in what would be more like, I'm guessing, uh, well, Dilbert, uh, Scott Adams, kind of a fall from grace, similar to what he's 
undertaken. Um, I don't know. He's he's a little more uh, throwing himself. Oh, well, I am doing open mind. I don't know. Okay, let's get off this subject because I'm only doing things to compare myself to people way more talented and way way more interesting and um, of thoughtful, considerate conversation to be had than myself. Because my conversation with myself, unlike the Dilbert comic strip, is, well, yeah, it's kind of like a Dilbert comic strip. But it's just not as concise nor as clever. But it is full of swearing. And uh, occasional drug use. As a matter of fact, I could really use a dab or two right about now. Um, <clears throat> I do talk about anything. You never know when I'm going to have a technical difficulty like dropping my phone, which I just did, and that was not intentional. I mean, I do like how the universe sometimes acts as my stage crew so that I can um, pretend that I do these things with some level of pre-planning, but nothing I do here is pre-planned. I'll bring notes. Um, I have this whole back of the envelope written on, even have authenticity versus selling a scenario written on the flip side. But I didn't talk about any of that, so will I ever even get to that? Probably not. If it doesn't really get done the day I wrote it up, I find that it ends up in this other pile of... Oh, God. I don't know how many notes are in here now. Here, I'll just kind of do the whole flipping through the notebook thing. Like, well, that didn't work. But as you can imagine, I'm as disorganized in real life as I am in presenting myself, so, as, hmm, as problematic as that has been throughout my life, I have a feeling concentrating on something of value to me, sharing a message I hope resonates value with you, as I think the conversation that needs to develop between all of us, regardless of what shape it takes, to bring value among us together is really all that's missing from the happiness we're here to enjoy. You didn't come here to look down at a screen to see what someone else thinks is cool and then like it if you think you agree. You just didn't. There's no inspiration in revisiting the creativity of another unless you're experiencing that creativity with them. To re-watch it is to live in almost drug addiction. It's like you want the high of the experience you had the first time. Unless it's truly such a transcendent piece of creative material that the replay gets richer every time you play it. In which case you have found the single most meaningful thing in the universe. But still shouldn't resonate more than the thing that you create for yourself. But if you're not creating for yourself, well then you're letting other people's creativity substitute for what is your greatest single gift your ability to do anything in this universe that you want, that you deem part of your reality worth pursuing and making happen.
you've seen every idea the universe has to offer. Which one are you currently engaging with the passion that makes your life worth living? Well, I don't know that I am trying to press anybody to come up with an answer. Because for so long, I wouldn't have been able to say anything other than, well, who the fuck are you? Stop with the fucking questions and say something funny or just shut up. But it's not funny that out of 42 or 49 first world nations with access to first world media like internet and cable television that Americans trust the media the least. And yet, what do we do? We spend all our time looking down at screens. Oh, why? Hmm. Well, as I share myself via the technology, I'm here to say, no more. Nah, it's not like that. It's just, if you're not getting in a lot of face-to-face -face humanity, then why'd you put the meat suit on? <laughs> I mean, the whole point of going through the density that it is to be this form is how great it is to be able to share this form with other forms. And it's, <laughs> it's magical to know that when you are sharing eye-to-eye -eye contact with another human being. You do have a lie detector. You do have... It's not a lie detector. You have a truth detector. You have a visible connection that is undeniable. And it's... It's the true magic of being alive. So, I didn't capture that very well in whatever I'm about to say next, but... I just wanted to make sure that if you're listening to this and not going out there and finding somebody to make eye contact with that makes you remember why you put the meat suit on, well, then, yeah, fuck, man. Get off your office chair bed slash chaise lounge toilet, whatever you're on, and get your shelf a more interesting life. Now, on to part two. Pause. Good morning, universe! It's Monday, which makes all that fake enthusiasm all the phonier. Actually, that wasn't even fake. I mean, yeah, it was fake. It's not like enthusiasm's ever real. <clears throat> not with this kind of shit going on in America these days. Now, uh, listen, listen, I, I haven't been <clears throat> away for 48 hours or two days, three days, whatever it's been, because I've been cranky. But I have been cranky. I really haven't been cranky. It's just been raining. I mean, is it raining everywhere in America right now? Is it raining across the world? Is the whole world currently experiencing the doldrums of constant drizzling weather, if not outright thunderstorms? Ugh. Anyway, at least uh, the plants are healthy. <clears throat> um... Aside from Lacus Sunus Maximus, Lacus Denver's Eustuus, um, uh, I spent this weekend 
essentially begging my subconscious to come up with a clever angle on which to base an entire set of comedy. And I believe I figured it out. Now, <clears throat> that's a little boastful, since I've only written the first probably 10 minutes. But the first 10 minutes wrote themselves. And this is what I've been looking to find somewhat in the uh, public voice that um, I've always been able to rely on or, hmm, I guess, is the character part of myself that drives me from the sit-down comic to the stand-up comic. Um, and that is not just helping um, frame... Phoebe, and no, I'm not just blaming my dog for that. That was my dog. Uh-oh, there I go, pooper. We'll be back. Pause, unpause, pause. Uh, you done drinking out of the toilet? All right, you gonna have an, all right. Good morning, Phoebe. Oh, poor pooper. Okay. Well, being that Phoebe may be making her final appearance on the recordings any day now, hopefully not for another 428 days or more, but you just never know. Well, I thought we'd give her a little cameo appearance of dedicated, hmm, well, my time's always dedicated to her, even when I'm talking to myself and you. She's as valuable an element in my life as anything I've ever had companion-wise, so not to underestimate the role of dogs, I am one huge fan. That, however, is not what I got to talk about. Paying proper homage to Phoebe is easy. <sighs> Figuring out a shtick, a shtick. Coming up with conceptual material that is thematically connected, yet it distinguished enough in its um, incarnations that there are <clears throat> rich um, uh, veins to mine uh, of unique and different ores and plenty. So... Um, the concept I've got actually, um, in many ways, stems from my coming to terms with how much of our current reality is all my fault, which is most of it. Um, well, it's not so much that I blame myself. Well, I guess, how do you not blame yourself, right? What is... What is the symbiotic relationship of your life creating the inevitable um, mirrored grander society at large that reflects the very attitude your life undertook or experienced or hmm, um, resulted in processing 
Uh, let me give you an example. <clears throat> uh, the to me, the flip societally in terms of our consciousness in um, our opinion of gay, homosexual, transgender, lesbian, uh, I will just say alternative lifestyles outside of the traditional Christian paradigm of man-woman marriage, 2.3 babies and station wagons and all that crap. We, um, I think, any uh, rational adult uh, knows that alternative lifestyles have been a part of humanity historically, but their hush-hush uh, nature of both 20th and early 21st century existence, well, when it flipped on a dime, and essentially, all of a sudden, thanks to uh, a collision of impulses and cultural uh, readiness, and frankly, <laughs> a, a, a rare sign of tender uh, compassion for our fellow human journeyer, well, it was fine and, in fact, quite uh, um, liberating to see the acceptance and not tolerance, but acceptance of alternative lifestyles, primarily homosexuality and the derivatives therein. I am so for any expression of love in the universe that is not in any way threatening or imposing on anyone else's sense of their achievement of their own happiness and love and purpose. But the idea that to truly feel like the burden of your own existence was lifting from the pressure society had applied there your entire known life. Well, I don't know. That Maybe that's... I, it can't be worth all the all the shame, the the uncertainty, the just the the doubt in what's broken in you that everybody else seems not to have to quarrel with. Why me? Yet why you? Because you were strong enough to deal with it to get to a position of reward that was long overdue. You were of the character and, frankly, you had the medal of resilience in the face of an angry mob with opinion. They were just given to think. It wasn't earned. It was learned. And, like many of our opinions, our learned thoughts are usually dangerous. Our earned thoughts, well, fucking earned that shit.
That's something to say. But just passing on what the other guy told you? Well, that's a whole lot of what's gone wrong around here. Oh, yeah. Nothing between me and Phoebe, because I never pass along what she tells me. I'm a good secret keeper. But when it comes to society at large, well, I do feel for a day and age when the condensing of what convenience and hmm, what is what is our access to information on the internet now? It is an agreement to uh, not think too hard. It's a place to find out how late things are open. Um, it's definitely a, well, what do I get online for anymore? Check the weather, which is like new. I spent 10 years with the internet and never checked the weather once. Now all of a sudden that's the only thing I get online for. But... Um, I did get online today and happened to notice, um, of all things, I mean, dudes, men, gentlemen, honorable, valiant, knights of yore, those who would call themselves chivalrous ever, can this group of men just stop having an opinion about women and their opinion of their own health. Is that something we can do? Can we lay off that one? Can we let women decide their own health issues from within their own health? Caucus of femininity. Do we have anything to say there? So why do we speak? I watched a... a I, do, I do enjoy watching two podcasts... Um, I want, I want a podcast environment is a place where personalities who, uh, would otherwise know each other through the written word, get to know each other in uh, visual, uh, verbal combat. What was a, a jousting of letters before is now a, uh, a bubble bath and, uh, not always a friendly one of, um, of 21st century technology. And I love it. I love it because we need more face-to-face -face conversation, even if it's through a screen. I will concede that is inevitably part of the deal, but we need more conversation. Because in a conversation, something like what occurred in the first five minutes of this exchange is of value. And that is um, Mr. Man apologizing to Ms. Woman that he had dismissed her opinions of uh, the vaccine's uh, potential negative effects on women's reproductive health um, because he's a dude, so he knew better. And literally, that's basically what his defense was because of course it was. What other fucking defense does he have? And the fact that he's even involved is where I'm saying, why? Why?
Why? Why? Why? Why are we there? Why? Why? Why have we ever been there? But it's... It's not... It's not in my makeup to tell anyone what to do. I've never had the capacity for any level of management because I simply am not comfortable telling people even what the week's goals are and how we should best divvy up the work so that we can get her all done. Uh, no, I you know, fuck, man. Here's the load of work. Let's start up and I end up doing all of it. Well, <clears throat> you guys suck. But let's uh, let's see if you have some character. I just, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm all for the, uh, what's that, that uh, leaderless um, uh, structural uh, organization, I, I, I'll have to look that up, because that's a value, so let's not just dawdle there. My point is, I'm, uh, I'm not one to, to be um, looking to get involved in places that I don't feel like I'm actually being pulled in with concern or, uh, or invited in with um, uh, opportunity to uh, speak uh, in turn or whatever. I don't feel like I have a whole lot to say about things that revolve around women's health issues. I just have never ventured... Uh, any other direction on that. I have always felt like that's one place I can easily keep my mouth shut. Why other men are built differently? Well, I don't know, but it feels awfully good to slap that mosquito out of existence. <gasps> yes, I murder mosquitoes, but that's it. That's the only bug I kill. But I kill them gleefully. Um, okay, my idea <clears throat> beyond just the, um, the feeling of what I saw happen to cultural um, sensitivity toward uh, same-sex relationships um, and variations therein, I was, <laughs> like I said, remarkably uh, touched by society's show of kindness. But this was such an abrupt shift that um, it was one of those, wow, you didn't even really get to process the turning of the tide because the tide turned so quickly that you were just in a new reality. And see, what's funny here is as part of my 1970s, 80s, Colorado upbringing of propaganda. Um, I don't want to call it mind control. It was more brainwashing, if not just plain thought insertion. Well, we would use the words gay and fag derogatorily in elementary school, much like South Park. In fact, South Park is so almost spot on for my elementary school experience. It's a little spooky, but the reality is you just had words that were bad enough that you could use them, but not so bad that you couldn't use them. Um, and those were the words that fell into that category. And because 
at that time of life, the 70s, um, on playgrounds in Colorado public elementary schools, um, that slang was considered appropriate. It became a default uh, brainwashing slash mind thought insertion progress of putting uh, homosexual uh, behavior and homosexuals themselves and anything in that relative category in the uh, icky category, the other category, the category that we're all so good at developing because it makes it so much easier to deal with the disease that we feel about ourselves. If we can feel somebody else is at least worse than us, well, we can drag our sorry asses out of bed. But not having known this in elementary school or anything of the kind, I'm just saying I had an early predisposition toward thinking homosexuality was gross. Simple as that. Um, having never really had any uh, cross-feeling uh, impulses, at least in uh, ways that I could nail down, and having actually kind of looked to see if those existed, well, I was pretty sure that whatever it was, it was a place that I didn't really have a whole lot of input. I wasn't somebody who could uh, claim a lot of uh, skin in this game because I didn't even know what this game was because I felt a very different game and I felt it all the time. So, again, as you're trying to navigate the world of, say, 15 to 25-year-old life, um, you do start to have to confront more of the social issues like homosexuality in a very concrete way, not the nebulous playground fourth grade insult way that it has mostly dominated your life. And when <laughs> I got to college, they not only forced the issue, they had a week one sensitivity training seminar that everyone attended to help you understand who you were going to be interacting with and that they were just people too. And so in my 18-year-old naive uh, frame of mind, I met my first three gay people. Um, yeah, I didn't, there were no out gay people in my high school. Uh, there might have been one. There might have been one. But I'm not sure, so I'm going to say no. However, here I am, and I am looking at three uh, very uh, smart and uh, average people. And it was an immediate disarming of a prejudice that I never really had, but a full-on conditioning that I was 100% bought in on. And in an instant, I basically said, uh, there's nothing wrong with being gay. I mean, what was even wrong with it in the first place? And I had just never asked myself that question. Because having never had more than insult material from which to work, well, my default opinion here was completely and totally non-developed. It was borrowed and imprinted in a way that had it never been challenged would probably be the same today that it was then. But being challenged even a little bit made it wash away completely because I thought, yeah, uh, okay, 
Why was I even thinking this? Well, I wasn't. I had never thought about this at all. And I think in many ways, when the country flipped, it was as much a moment of, yeah, why, why is it this way? Do we care? Why, why, why is anyone even, yeah, I don't care. But Dave doesn't care. Bill doesn't care. Brian doesn't care. If Brian doesn't care, nobody cares. It was a situation where common sense, I think, just got time to finally sit down and say, now, what have we not caught up, caught up with? Oh, yeah, let's, let, yeah, let's examine that. So, uh, now that society mimics my life, and I can draw out a few of these, well, I don't know, there's some comedy material there, and there's enough there that when you start to look at it, it's like, well, fuck, man, maybe this is all my fault. <laughs> so, uh, I spent the weekend developing that concept, and... I like it. I like what I've come up with. I mean, I was around, well, I don't know that for sure Visa didn't emerge uh, in a market other than Denver before 1970s, but I remember going to uh, McNichols Arena when they had just the MasterCard and the American Express signs, and then the next uh, season they had the MasterCard, the American Express, and the Visa sign, which was new. And <laughs> I remember thinking, huh, I've always thought I was an American Express guy. I know my parents are MasterCard people, but I think I'm a little more dignified, which is why American Express had caught my eye. But who's this Visa carefree, whimsical player on the side? I mean, I was, what, nine, ten years old? And I literally am imprinted with memories of early credit card uh, considerations. Elementary school. And it made me think, huh, well, there's got to be something in there that helps draw a line to the $1 trillion of credit card debt that Americans currently hold right now. As of my speaking these words on this day, June 5th, at 5.47 in the morning, we are $1 trillion in credit card debt. <laughs> yeah. And that's... Uh, uh, well... Hmm, one trillion dollars in credit card debt. And the interest that we're paying on our federal uh, deficit is now a bigger check than we write daily to make weapons in the Defense Department. Our interest rate paydown is a bigger check than what we write to the Defense Department every day. Think about that. So, I was trying to find a place that brought all this back to good humor. 
And the best part about it is, well, one, everything that's happening that's going on right now, that's going sideways, upside down, all kinds of haywire. Well, it's just humans doing human stuff, being human, making human dumb shit mistakes of a human nature. Or, (laughs) well, let's just say, if that's not the situation, (sighs) wow, that's going to be 